Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with my friend Todd Wagner. How you doing, Todd? I am great. Hello, hello, friends. Well, we are talking about dating today. Uh, is it okay for a Christian to date a non-Christian? Okay, we've always teased that we could just do a Real Truth Real Quick sometimes in 10 seconds, so no. Okay, all right, we'll see you next week. Now, but let's just hang in there and let's just talk why, all right? Because I want to even expand it beyond the non-Christian to what I would say is the non-abiding, non-faithful, non-God-seeking Christian. I, I just wouldn't do it. Listen, the reason God tells us not to do that is because he loves us. God is not trying to limit our dating pool or limit the um, joy that we experience in this life. Everything that God commands us to do is for our benefit. The way we give, all right? Hey, don't set your treasures on earth because moth is going to eat it and thief is going to steal it and rust is going to destroy it. Okay, God's trying to tell you where to invest stuff because it's a better investment. Okay, um, this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments aren't burdensome. Too many people think that, uh, that when God tells us stuff, it's like we've got to obey these rules or abide by these things or he's not going to love us. No, God tells us these things because he loves us. And what he wants you to know is if you bind yourself together with people who don't live with the same attitude that Jesus does, who do, who do not do what Paul encourages us to do in Philippians 2, 2, 3, and 4, which is to do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, consider others as more important than yourself, to not really look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. When you marry somebody who's not about what Christ is about, it's not going to go well with you. That's his whole motive, all right? And so whenever this comes up, um, people just go, well, gosh, so you're supposed to tell me I'm never supposed to have non-believing friends? No. Jesus was a friend of sinners. Now, he was not a companion of sinners. He didn't break bread with sinners on a continual basis like, these are my boys. This is my posse. That's my gal. All right? Or, these are my guys if the guys were not about um, the things of heaven. And so when he was with non-believers, he was spurring them on. He, uh, he was encouraging them towards godliness. And so when, when, when the idea of being bad, the reason you date, by the way, is you're collecting data in order to figure out, do I want to share my life with this person? I always tell people, listen, you got to figure out who your master is. I mean, who are you going to serve? If you're going to serve your flesh, if you're going to serve um, how the gal looks next to you as you uh, post on Insta, okay, then uh, go get you some of that, right? You have a great little, cute little girl on Instagram with you, but it's not going to lead to the kind of life that you really ultimately want. And so um, when you're collecting data, the very first data you want to ask somebody is, do you love what I love and serve whom I serve? And if not, then we're not going to be on the same mission. If we're not on the same mission, why should we try and hold hands when we're taking different paths? Hey, real quick, to our friends that are watching this, one of the comments that you said is you're collecting that data at some point, if you realize, hey, this isn't the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, would you say it's time to... Well, sure. I mean, love them, encourage them. But, I mean, that's why, I mean, one of the very first things you want to do and bring up, let me ask you this. When I'm, if I'm ever in a conversation with um, a, um, another woman, don't you think, I mean, this ring right here would seem to suggest I'm committed to something else? And it's amazing how many times people early on in relationships... Uh, especially with a person of the opposite sex, don't bring up the most important thing in their life. You know what kind of people don't bring up something that they say is the most important thing in their life? Those kind of people are folks who really are deluded. They think something's really important in their life, but it's not. All right? And that's why the scripture says, hey, what, what partnership does righteousness have with lawlessness? Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? Or what fellowship does Christ 
have with Belial, which is, if you will, um, uh, not the same God, <laughs> right? It's, it's the devil. And so, look, um, I, I, would, I would just warn you, we've got a very large young adult ministry called The Porch. Just because you meet somebody at The Porch, okay, just because a guy carries a Bible, just because a guy says he goes to a church, doesn't mean he follows Jesus. So it's not just a non-Christian. I would say it's it's somebody who just professes one thing and does another. We've done an episode uh, on Real Truth Real Quick on what's it mean to leave cleave and become one flesh. And one of the things I say all the time to my single friends is, hey, not only do you not want to date a non-Christian, don't date somebody who's not already well married, okay? In other words, somebody who hasn't left everything in order to follow Christ, who is all about cleaving to Jesus and making sure that they are one with him. Uh, it's going to ruin your life. If you marry somebody who says one thing and does another because they're going to say they love you and they're going to be committed to you and they're going to act in a way that doesn't lend itself to that union that you want. Rick, nobody gets married thinking that um, that the relationship is going to make her miserable. And what God says is, hey, here's your best chance to not have a miserable relationship with somebody you spend the rest of your life with. Marry somebody whose life isn't all about them, who doesn't have a said faith, but has a genuinely saving faith they walk with me and love as I loved and seeks as I seek, extends grace, seeks forgiveness, initiates with people who hurt them, all the things that only believers do and who are going to be, in effect, eunuchs. In other words, they're going to live in every aspect of their life. Uh, they're eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of God. In other words, they're going to be, this is not about me. It's not about my sex life. It's not about what makes me right. I'm going to serve the king. And so, um, man, the reason God tells you this, okay, it's because it's not going to go okay for you. It's going to go really poorly if you yoke yourself to somebody who's got a different master, a different mission. Last thing. Um, if you and I were wanting to build a house together, right, we would want to look at the same blueprint. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. We'd want to make sure we had the same architect. Mm -hmm. And this is what Proverbs 24, 3 and 4 says. It says, by wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established, and by knowledge it's, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. How crazy would it be if you and I had a different sense of what a wise relationship looks like? And somebody that's not committed to the wisdom of this book and to live according to it is going to have a different perspective. And so why would we build the same house together? So um, it's not going to be okay with you uh, if you keep doing that. And, uh, you know, one of the things I'd say, because sometimes people say this, well, some of the non-Christian guys I've, I've dated have treated me a whole lot better than the Christian guys I've dated. I'd say, you're dating the wrong Christian guys, because that just doesn't happen when a man walks with Jesus. Todd, what would you say, 30 seconds, a, a mom or a dad came across this video and they're yeah. about to passively, aggressively send it to their kid. What would you say <laughs> to that parent that's watching this video? Yeah, well, um, you know, I, I would just say, look, uh, don't do anything out of passive aggressiveness. Do it out of love. And um, I would sit down with their child and I would just say, hey, I, I, you know, listen, one of the things I want to do uh, like any loving father does, I want to seek what's best for you. And so come, let us reason together. Let's talk about this. Maybe she had their own brokenness where they made a decision that was contrary to the way and the will of God, and it didn't work out well for them. But uh, it's awful tough to start to try and untangle relationships that have already started. But, you know, I would go to them as humbly as I could, and I would tell them that get their best interests in mind, and I would reason with the best they can. But, man, that's why you want to get them before they get into that relationship and help them live that way, not wait till they're in it. Yeah, good stuff. All right, great. We do have an episode, though, on what to do if a friend is engaged. They have dated a non-Christian, and now they're engaged to him. What do you do about that? Yep, and we have another one about should my teenager date. So yeah. we'll put those links Watch in the that. show notes, check them out, and we'll see you next week on another episode. <laughs>